All right, good morning, church. How are we this morning? Hey! (laughs) Thank you, Lord. It's a good day to be in the presence of God. Amen. And uh, it's a double blessing to be here and share what God has um, put in my heart to share with you guys this morning. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, just have your way in this place. Whatever I gotta share, Lord, I just pray that open um, our hearts are open to hear from you. And um, the topic that I'll be talking about is very sensitive, Lord. But I pray that you give us understanding, give us the wisdom, as um, brothers and sisters, and as your uh, sons and daughters, Lord, enlighten our hearts that we may take this as a worship to you. Not as something to hold grudge against each other or against you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's get into it. What am I going to speak today is (laughs) forgiveness. (laughs) Okay, I don't know why God gave... I believe God gave me this because we are entering into the end of December, end of 2017, and um, we won't be here to see you guys. But I pray what I share today will help us in our daily walk with him and also with each other. As Christmas is a time of joy, it's a time of presence, it's a, di- it's a time of gifts, it's a time that family come together and share, it's a time that other families don't share, other children don't have parents, other families have lost a loved one, and sometimes we take our anger to God and say why things are not going right or why these things happen. And he put me this word, forgiveness. I'm going, God, really, you want me to talk about forgiveness? It's a sensitive topic. That sometimes, even though we are Christians, we don't want to look at it. We don't want to deal with it. It's hard. But we need to think about Jesus, what he'd done. He forgave us. (laughs) He forgave us. So as we enter into Christmas, I believe God is speaking to us this morning that we need to leave our past behind and be able to move on. But how do we do that? If there are things in our lives that we need to, to address now, this is the time for it. Because as we enter into a new year, God wants everything new. God wants you to be new. He doesn't want you to carry your past into the future. And as we remember Christmas, that's the reason he came. He came to forgive us of what we have done. That's the whole purpose of Christmas, so we can celebrate that we have the Redeemer with us. The one one that can redeem us from all the things that we have done wrong. But how can we forgive? I want to talk that love forgives. 
It's love that forgives. What is forgiveness really? Let's take a quick test. I've got five points here. Um, I want you to to weigh it up if this is true or, or, or false. One, people should not be forgiven until they ask for it. <laughs> forgiveness includes minimizing the offense and the pain that was caused. False. Forgiveness includes restoring trust and reuniting a relationship. False. You haven't really forgiven until you've forgotten the offense. <laughs> when I see someone else hurt, then it is my duty to forgive the offender. When I see someone else hurt, then it is my duty to forgive the offender. That is a tricky one. If we study the Bible, we'll discover that all five of these statements are false. Before we talk about what forgiveness really is, I want us to talk about five things what forgiveness is not. One, forgiveness is not conditional. In other words, it's not based on somebody else's response. Real forgiveness is unconditional. It's not earned or deserved. It's not based on some promise that you'll never do it again. If you say to, to, to someone, I'll forgive you of what you have done, that's not forgiveness. You're bargaining with the person. You're saying, I'll forgive you if you do this for me. That is not forgiveness. Forgiveness is unconditional. Second, forgiveness is not minimizing the seriousness of the offense. There is a big difference between being wounded and being wronged. Being wounded is something that, are accident, that is accidental and does not require forgiveness. Being wounded means someone intentionally meant to hurt you. And that requires forgiveness. Three, forgiveness is not resuming a relationship without changes. The Bible teaches that forgiveness and restoring relationship are two different things. Forgiveness is instant. Restoring relationship means building trust over a long period of time. Forgiveness is your part in, recon in reconciliation. But for a relationship to be restored, the offender had to demonstrate genuine repentance. Make restitution whenever possible and rebuild your trust by providing him or she has changed over time. So forgiveness is instant. Sometimes it's hard. But we have to, because it, it won't make us move ahead if we don't forgive. And restoring relationship with each other, it takes time. But it's with the power of Jesus inside of us that we can get past through it, not our own strength. Number four, forgiveness is not forgetting what happened. It's impossible to try and 
to forget something. When you're trying to forget something, what are you focusing on? The very thing you want to forget. So it's not forgetting what you, what happened because it will still come back. But God has gave us the grace to forget, try and forget. He's, but for him, it was an instant forget for God to, for our sins, what we've committed. Number five, forgiveness is not my right when I wasn't the one that was hurt. Only the victim has the right to forgive. Who can't forgive people who haven't hurt you? If somebody didn't hurt you, you don't need to forgive them because they haven't done anything wrong to you. So these are things that forgiveness are not. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, it says, Love isn't selfish or quick-tempered. It doesn't keep a record of wrongs. Doesn't keep a record of wrongs that others do. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. I want to read that again. Love isn't selfish or quick-tempered. It doesn't keep a record of wrongs that others do. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. We are human. Sometimes people say, I'm just a human. Yes, we are. But if you really know what forgiveness is, you have the heart to forgive. Somebody can't forgive on your behalf. You have to do it yourself. It's between you and God and the person that have wronged you. And also that you have wronged the person. It's between you too. Sometimes we avenge ourselves. Sometimes we avenge others too. Leave that to God. It's not our job. It's his job. Romans chapter 12 verse 19, he says, For he has said that he will repay those who deserve it. God will repay those who deserve what needs to be punished. It's not up to us. We must have the grace to forgive those that have wronged us. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15, it says, Be careful that none of you fails to respond to the grace which God gives. For if he does, there can be very easily spring up in him a bitter spirit, which is not only bad in itself, but can also poison the lives of many others. It says again, be careful that none of us, of you, none of us fail to respond to the grace which God gives. For if he does, if we do, there can be very easily spring up in him a bitter spirit. It's not only bad in itself, but can also poison those around you. So if you're carrying resentment, you're carrying hatred, you don't want forgiveness, you'll say, I'll forgive later. What if you don't have the chance to forgive later? What if God, something just happens to you now, and then you go up and go, and Jesus says, 
Sorry, I can't take. Oh, I have been done so many good things for you, Lord. <laughs> he will say, depart from me. Why? Because we have this. Our God is a loving God. Our God is a gracious God. He doesn't want all these things. There is no stain in the kingdom of God. There is no stain in Christ Jesus. There is no stain in his kingdom. But now is our chance. While we are alive, while we are still here, he wants us to have this cleanliness, this godliness spirit that is walking above this earth, remembering that he is inside of us. He who was and is to come is the one who lives in us. The great I am, Yahweh, he's the one living inside of us. We might say, if I give up my right to get even with somebody who's hurt me, then that's unfair. <laughs> You're right, it is unfair. But whoever said forgiveness is fair? Was it fair for Jesus to die on the cross for you? Was it fair for us to hand over this problem to and say, Lord, take this. We're hammering you because we have sinned. Is that fair? Was it fair for him to forgive everything you've ever done wrong and let you go free? No. We don't want God to be fair for us to us. No. We want God to be gracious to us. We all want justice for everybody else and forgiveness for ourselves. Life is not fair. And forgiveness is not fair. It's called grace. It's called the grace of God that it has bestowed on us. That is what's fair. And God has shown it to you. One day God is going to have, say the last word, he's going to go to settle the score and he's going to do the right thing for you. He said, leave the justice part to God. You just concern yourself with forgiving so there can be peace in your heart and you can get on with your life and you move on. That's what we need. We need the grace of God. We don't need resentment. We don't need hatred. We need forgiveness because somebody greater than us has forgiven us of everything that we have done wrong. The doctor said, you know, all this emotion it eats you like cancer. You know, bitterness, anger, all these emotions, they eat you like cancer that you can't, you don't want to socialize with anybody. You don't want to see anybody. You just want to be in the dark. You just want to stay by yourself. Why? Because you can't expose yourself to the light. You don't want to do anything with yourself. You don't want the light of God to come inside you and take all this bitterness away, take all this unforgiveness away, take all this hatred away, even if it's the slightest thing. So what we do? Let's hide. What do we do? Let's get away from our brothers and sisters. What do we do? Let's get away from church. What do we do? Let's get away from worship. What do we do? Let's get away from God. 
and the Spirit of God that lives inside of you, you have drowned it. Stay there. Do not come out. And it's eating you. <laughs> you see that person, you just straight away frustrate. You see that person walking past, <laughs> I want to do something to that person. But you know what? That's the spirit that is controlling you. The spirit of bitterness, the spirit of hatred. And here's the spirit of God, the loving God. Is trying to get inside of you. Say, my child, forgive the person. I have forgiven you. Look at me. Look to me. Don't look at them. Don't look what they have done wrong because you won't be able to move on. You won't be able to leave everything behind. And God is calling you, my child. And you're going, oh, oh, I hate this person. My child, Jesus is calling you. And you're going, no, I can't. It's hard. And then our excuse is, we are human. You are human, but you're created in the image of God. You're not just human. He has created you uniquely. He has made you wonderfully. He has made you beautiful. He wants you to, to show his image. This is God inside of you. This is who God is. This is who Jesus is. It's you. It's who he created us to be. But how can we fit past this? When you hold on to resentment, you allow people from your past to continue to hurt you. And that's not what's smart. The people in your past are past. They cannot continue to hurt you unless you choose to hold on to them. You choose to continue to hold on to the hurt. Instead, Jesus is saying, let go of your need to get even or make things better. Make things fair. Leave it up to God. Leave it to him. The Bible says, be careful that none of you fails to respond to the grace which God gives. For if he does, there can very easily spring up in him a bitter spirit, which is not only bad in itself, but can also poison the lives of many others. Sometimes you think you're carrying this alone. You are not. You have families around you. You have children. You have a husband. You have a wife that is looking up to you. And if you carry all these things, Satan will be excited and he'll be happy and he will come and destroy your family, destroy your, um, your gathering. He will destroy your community. Because he's getting excited. Jesus said, I don't want that. I came to forgive you. Do to those that you do to me. Love those as you loved yourself. I have loved you first. I have loved you first. Jesus said before he went, he said, go through what I've been through. You will be persecuted. You will be hated for my name's sake. But take courage because I am with you. So it's the same spirit that is sitting at the right hand of God. It's the same spirit that is inside of you today. Amen.
Bible says, Luke chapter 6, verse 27, 28, Do good to those who hate you. <laughs> Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Notice these three verbs. Do good. Bless. Pray for them. <laughs> we are children of the light. This is what God wants us to do. Love them. Love them unconditionally. <laughs> Even with your kids. Your husbands, your wives, your bosses. One day we went to the shop to get my girls some some uniform for for their showcase. This lady that served me, I was the first one, and then she goes, Okay, how much you need? I told her how much I needed. There was another lady that stood behind me. She turned around for from serving me and served this lady. I said to her, excuse me, can you cut my material, please? So she cut it, pushed it aside, never folded, and served the other lady behind me. The spirit inside me is starting to, to get hot. I said, excuse me. So I just stopped that, excuse me. She cut this lady's um, material and this lady went on. So she started folding my material and she goes, this is why we don't cut materials in half or in, in pieces because of other customers. I just stopped. To my girls, they can see me that I was hot. <laughs> But what can you do? In times like these, these are testings. And I told my girls, look after yourself, look after each other. Because people mistreat us. Maybe because of our color. Maybe because of how much we, we ordered. You are precious. You are a customer. Their job is to serve you. It's not because this person behind you needs another material and your one is too big to fold. And the wrong answer she gave me is, this is why we don't do this. We can't cut it up like this because of other customers. But thank God he gave me the peace. He said, don't do anything. Just walk away from the, from the incident. Inside of me as I was walking outside, I'm going, God, this is not right. So I need to go in and forgive her for what she's done. I just said, Lord, forgive, forgive me if I've reacted so bad in front of her. But she needs to understand I am also a customer. But it's if we know these things, we are not alarmed. <laughs> we can keep our cool and walk away from it. And just ask for forgiveness. Lord, I forgive that person. And Lord, forgive me if I retaliated like that and saying, excuse me.
And I see God, you know, I see God in the bigger picture and he's saying, well done, child. This is who I've created you to be. Walk away from those things. Don't dwell on it. You want to be, want to be the first? Be the last. You want to be high? Be the least. You want to be the greatest? Let those go first. But it's just our understanding as human, we see this is not fair. We should be treated the same as those that are coming after us. But this is God. God is, sees the bigger picture. We see what's happening then. So how do you know when you've genuinely forgiven somebody? You can pray for God to bless that person. You also start seeing that person's hurt. When people are hurting inside, they take it out on others. Hurt people hurt people. When you learn to forgive, you not only see your own hurt, but you see their hurt too. Then you start to understand why they acted in such an evil or hurtful or abusive ways. You can pray for them. And you can even pray to God to bless them. Ask God to bless them. Ask God to bless those who have wronged you. Ask God to bless those that, you know, that have overtaken you. They are not seeing the good in you. Ask God for forgiveness. Ask God to bless them. We are here. We are blessed to be a blessing to those around us. But you say, I don't know how. You don't know how they've hurt me. <laughs> No, I don't. And I'm sorry that every hurt you've experienced, I do not know this. You're never going to move on with your life until you forgive and let it go. That doesn't mean you have to forget. It means you relinquish your right to get even and respond to evil with good. How can you do that? There's only one possible way. You have to be filled with the love of Jesus Christ. If you don't have the love of Jesus Christ in you, you won't be able to move on. You won't be able to leave those things behind and continue with your life. The past is the past. 2018 has been, what, 11, year, 11 months now and a couple of days. We're heading into 2018. Are we going to carry this resentment? Are we going to carry these things that we are carrying through into the new year? No. God wants the best for you. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to live a life that is worthy of his praise. He wants you to be a living soul for him, not to live in this resentment, not to live in this, in this you know, last year I can remember the, the ghosts of past, you know, the series we went through. Don't carry those things. When you keep a record of wrong, you're being unloving. But when you let it go and bless those who hurt you, then you're letting God's love work through you. You say, I can't do that. You're right. <laughs> you're right. That's why you need Jesus Christ. <laughs> you can only do it with his help. There were some things that, you know, 
in my life when my husband does something wrong and then he forgives and then I, he asks for forgiveness, I forgive him and then maybe he'll do it again and then I got forgive me and then I say, oh my goodness, how many times do I have to forgive you? <laughs> and then Peter went up to Jesus, hey, how many times do we have to forgive people? In the Jewish way, can repent three times. So maybe Peter thought, oh yeah, maybe I'll let God, I'll let Jesus say, oh, about, how about seven times? What did Jesus do? No. Seventy times seven. Woo. In one day. Woo. How can we do that? How is that possible? <laughs> How is that possible? Yeah, Peter thought he was pretty generous, you know. Maybe seven times. Then Jesus said, no. So that's how how much we can forgive people. God bless me. Oh, God bless us all. We need his grace to get past that 70 times seven. <laughs> Jesus said, wrong. You're not even close. How about 70 times 7? He's saying, you have to just keep on doing it. You keep on forgiving until the pain stops. Every time you remember that hurt, you make an intentional choice to say, God, that person really hurt me. And it still hurts. But because I want to be filled with love and not resentment, I am choosing to giving up my right to get even with and wish bad on that person. I am choosing to bless those who hurt me. I pray you bless their life, not because they deserve it. They don't. I don't deserve your blessings either. God, I pray that you show grace to them like you've shown grace to me. Only God can do that. It's not easy. In fact, I have no doubt that some of us here, <laughs> your marriage is falling apart. You're self-destructed. Your children are not listening to you. Your friends are not even coming around and see you. Your workmates are gossiping. Your bosses are just doing whatever you like. It's not the hate the hurt that we have, but the refusal to forgive that destroys us. If we refuse to forgive, the hurt will stay inside of you and it will eat you and it will destroy you. That's not the plan for God. That's not God's plan for your life. He wants you to move on. Whether it's in your family, whether it's in the community, whether it's in church, come on. How do we get past this? Forgive one another. Forgive one another. God loves you. He loves you so much. Biblical forgiveness deals directly and specifically with personal injuries. No matter how deep they are or how far they may be in our past. When working through past wrongs, it's important to label those sins accurately. 
In so doing, we identify and confess the true problem. In scripture, the term confess means to agree on the cause. When we accurately confess sin, we agree with God on the true nature of the problem between us and others. Jacob gave his sons very wise advice. He told them exactly what to say. He said, please forgive your brothers for the great wrong they did to you. For their sin is treating you so cruel. The term great wrong can also be translated as evil. In the moment of confession, we may tend to downplay our sins or the sins of others. The behavior of Joseph's brothers towards him was nothing less than evil. Joseph knew firsthand the depth of their depravity. That was the burden his brothers were carrying all those years. The burden that made them afraid of Joseph. And rightly so. They were guilty of evil against him. Against the man who was now their judge. Yet, when they confessed their evil, did Joseph respond by repaying them with more evil? No, he did not. Joseph wept. He cried. He saw that God's purpose were also at work at through his brothers' evil behaviors. Thus, he was able to forgive and comfort his brothers and be restored to a right relationship with them. That is so harsh. Your own brother is selling you to be slaves. But God used all those circumstances to bless his family, regardless of what, did, what they done wrong to him. Did he repay back? No, he did not. He wept. He cried. There are things in our lives, there are people in our lives that we need to forgive. <laughs> Joseph wept. He cried and said, I'm not going to do anything with them. Where is my father? You are my brothers. God used the bad to bring out the good. God used that traitor to bring a blessing to his nation, to his family. And he can do the same to us. He can do the same thing to you. It's up to you. It's a choice that you have to make. Between you and God and that person, you have some work to do. Do not carry this till Christmas. Christmas is a special time. It's celebrating what God has done. Celebrating with your family. Celebrating with your friends. You got somebody to speak to this week? Go right through. Go. The peace of God be with you. Because you carry a greater person. It's the spirit inside of you that is shining, that wants to shine out to those people that have wronged you. And you know what? People will see it. Jesus said, follow me. Follow my ways. Follow how I showed you. I will draw men. If we're looking to evangelize in the city of Griffith and we have hatred, we have resentment, we have unforgiveness things in our life, we can't get past through it. You might be praying, 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 Lord, how come there's no revival? Lord, how come this is not happening? Lord, how come? Come back to you. Let's examine ourselves. Say, Lord, 
clean away the things that are, needs to be done. I want to serve you. I know all of us say we want to serve God. We want to win this city of Griffith. I do. But I can't carry the past and go and witness to other people if I'm not right. We have to be right before God. We have to be godly before God. We have to be clean. Something comes up. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive that, verse, uh, that person. Bless that person. Go to the person. Hey, doesn't matter if I'm wrong, you're wrong. I love you, my brother. That's the love of God inside of you. And he wants that for everybody, not only for us here. We want to win the city of Griffith. Let's forgive them. <laughs> Even from our leaders, their choices they make. Pray for them. Pray for this industrial place, these farmers, people that we work with, the clubs, the banks, every person, so we can get past them. Let go and let God. Yeah? First John 1 John 1.9 says, But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Look at the beauty of forgiveness. Forgiveness can reach back to the deepest wrongs from many years past, even releasing people from burdens they have carried since childhood. When we suffer emotional, physical wounds, forgiveness is the cornerstone of the Christian life. Jesus experienced all kinds of unfair and unjust treatment, even to the point of a wrongful death. Yet, in his final hour, he forgave them. He forgave the mocking person that was hung next to him. He forgave those who pierced him. He forgave those who whipped him. He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. That's how God is. And that's how we should be. You are in this world, but you are not of the world. You are here for a greater purpose. You are here for greater things. You are here because God has placed you specifically in here for his glory. Praise God. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you for this time. Lord, we pray that um, what we learned we learn this morning that will help us uh, mend our relationship with others, with ourselves, with our church, with our families, with our children, with our bosses, with whoever that we come in contact with, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross, taking all our sins away, that we may be able to follow you, to be with you, and to uh, follow the example that you have showed us, Lord. You loved us first, and you told us to love those around us. You told us to pray for them, to bless them, do good to those who do evil to you. These are your words, Lord. How can we go over that, Lord? Oh, Lord, we pray that you help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to love you first, that we may be able to love those around us, that we may be able to love our families, our children, even to the person that have wronged us, Lord. Show us your grace. Show them grace. Show them mercy, Lord. 
We are here as we enter into Christmas, Lord. We remember what you have given. You have blessed us with the Son. And Lord God, we are grateful to be your children. Just help us live a life worthy of yours, Lord. Not our own. Not our own life, but yours, Lord. That we may advance your kingdom here on earth. In Jesus' name.